selling with authenticity. It's building that relationship. Building about the value. She wants to make that impact. It can make you happy. Elevate others around Welcome us. to the Selling from the Heart podcast, your home for authentic, effective, and socially integrated sales strategies to help you master the art of selling. Join your co-hosts, Larry Levine and Daryl Amy, along with some of the world's best sales thought leaders and practitioners, as we explore ways to help you grow your sales. Hello and welcome back to the Selling from the Heart podcast. Your co-host, Daryl Amy, here today with Larry Levine. What's going on, Larry? <laughs> Oh, you know what? I'm having a blast, Daryl. I don't know about you. I'm having a blast getting the selling from the heart message out. But before we get rolling, I just have to say nice, starched, pressed shirt. You're looking, <laughs> you're looking really good. Well, thank you, Larry. You know, now that we're back out and about, I was doing a growth <laughs> strategy uh, with a company this week, and it's good to be uh, back face to face and not only on Zoom. Uh, so it's fantastic. Hey, if you're new to the Selling from the Heart podcast, welcome. You've joined a growing community of sales professionals that are dedicated to being genuine, being authentic, adding real value. We call it Selling from the Heart. As we get started today, I just want to give a huge shout out to our friends in the Insiders Group. The Selling from the Heart Insiders Group has been an incredible bright light and an incredible uh, fire of encouragement and motivation right here in the middle of the summer where we find ourselves. Yeah, you know... We, we talked a long time ago. And when I say long, God, doesn't it seem like a year ago is a long time ago. But I just yeah. remember, you know, talking about, hey, Daryl, let's start building a community. Let's start, let's start getting like-minded and, as you say, like-hearted people together just to talk through things and so forth. Mm -hmm. And I tell you what, the Insiders Group, I look forward to every Friday. And, and I know you do as well. It's amazing. We gather every Friday. We get up close and personal with thought leaders um, out there. And it's been amazing getting leadership thought leaders as well as um, a personal productivity sales. I mean, it's been a it's been a very interesting and deep dive. And we put that stuff to work. We chat throughout the week in our community, all of it. If you're looking for a community of like hearted sales professionals that believe in selling from the heart and want to get better, We'd love for you to join us. Just go to sellingfromtheheart.net slash insiders and uh, come join the group. We'd love to uh, give you a free pass and uh, come hang out with some people, meet some new friends, make some connections, and most of all, develop yourself as a Selling from the Heart sales professional. Um, speaking of Selling from the Heart, we've got a good, <laughs> good is an understatement. <laughs> we've got an incredible uh, conversation lined up here today. As we start, a quick shout out to our friends at Bomb Bomb, helping us rehumanize business. Uh, we just want to say a huge thank you to the team at Bomb Bomb that continues to innovate and develop tools to help us sell more effectively and more personally. So, Larry, authenticity. Um, when we talk about authenticity, <laughs> it's incredible to meet people out there who are champions for authenticity and trust building and all of that. And I can't think of anyone better to have on the show today than uh, than our new friend, David Stuckenberg. Why don't you introduce him and let's dive in? Yeah, and I want to I want to play off of what you just said before you formally welcome in David is, you know, a lot of times you'll you'll catch Daryl and I saying in a post-trust sales world, we we believe that authenticity is that 
gap, right? It's it's authenticity is the trust builder bridges, bridges that gap between no trust and trust. And I remember my first conversation with David Stuckenberg and we connected based on an article and something that he saw through Selling from the Heart. And we immediately connected. We had a, an amazing conversation. David's got a phenomenal backstory. We're going to be peeling back. I know we'll be peeling back trust. But before we peel back trust, we got to welcome you in. So David Stuckenberg, welcome to Selling from the Heart. Gentlemen, thank you for having me. It's a privilege to be here, and uh, I'm glad we're emerging from COVID well. And, uh, <laughs> uh, eager to get out there and get back in, in touch with Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. This is going to be a fantastic conversation. I'm looking forward to, in a moment, hearing your backstory. But before we dive into that and today's content, I'm curious, when you think about this question, what does it mean to you to sell from the heart? Mm, it's a good question, and uh, I think it definitely means something different to everybody you ask. And um, probably all of the answers are right in their own way. And, um, but for me, this is a, a statement, or I guess I should say a philosophy, a way of transacting to me. Um, you know, I, I would consider uh, a, a way to reframe the question is, uh, what is the most effective way uh, to transact uh, some would say sell. It depends on your market. It can be you can be in diplomacy, you can be in, in car sales. Um, it doesn't matter. But the most important thing is that you, when you are transacting, are in a negotiation of trust. And within the first couple of minutes, somebody has decided whether or not they can trust you. And it depends on what you bring to the table. And it's almost as if um, People have uh, this innate ability to smell out whether or not they can trust someone, right? Mm -hmm. So uh, a great example is my wife was on, uh, the, the, uh, had a, a telecall yesterday, and she looked at me, and we were driving um, the kids somewhere for ice cream, and uh, they asked her on the call if she'd be interested in hearing about a vacation because it was from a certain brand hotel. And um, as she went through the sales call, they were well-trained, well-scripted and everything. And I said, now ask them again whether or not they're affiliated with the company that they dropped at the beginning of the call. And she did. And they finally answered truthfully and said, well, no, we didn't say that. Uh, we just knew that you had once had a vacation with them. And we had that information and she, and I looked at her and I said, they cannot be trusted. Mm. So that call ended. And so this is, this is the key, right? That was, um, uh, it, it, it killed their call. It killed their opportunity. Uh, it may have killed an opportunity for us as a family to go on a discount vacation or not, or it may have helped us avoid a scam. Right. And so all of this, whether you are operating, uh, in proximity and in, in, in conversing with a UN ambassador, or you are talking with your boss, or whether you're talking with a client. This is a negotiation of trust. And if you are the initiator, you had better bring your best equipment forward. And that's uh, who you are as a person, your character, your transparency is very important. And, um, you know, it, it, and, and then, uh, to always keep that client or that person on the other side of the table, so to speak, uh, in mind, right? You, you have to keep them preeminent at all times. Uh, if at all you diverge from their interest first, 
they will immediately know. And again, it's an innate sense. So how do you speak in such a way that keeps their interest uh, in, you know, at the center of everything? And so I've had conversations with the UN ambassadors um, uh, around the world that would have taken uh, the State Department, where I used to work, probably more than, uh, you know, 10 to 15 years to actually get uh, some sort of agreement put together. Um, and I was able to do that in, in roughly 25 to 30 minutes. Why? Because I went in concerned about them preeminently. And by being concerned for them, that tied into our interests and how we could help them and, uh, and, and really create opportunity together. And, um, and so the other thing is keeping that interest at heart sometimes means, and this is hard, you take yourself out of the equation. And, and by that, I mean, um, I'll give you an example today. Uh, in my company, uh, we're, we're dealing with a, uh, a, a very large deal um, and we're kind of at the go, no go point, right? Where uh, due diligence has been done, things have been looked at, uh, conversations have been had and deadlines have been reached and come and gone. And so I'm at the point where I really want this deal to happen uh, for the other party because it's going to be good for them in the long run. Sure, it'll be good for my company. But, uh, you know, I had the opportunity today to get on the phone and talk to that other person and say, look, you know, guys, really, it's time to go. But because um, of the way this has transacted and because I sense myself getting impatient, um, I know that I'm no longer objective. And so I, I found somebody else who's competent to carry the pail and say, listen, go to them. And, and this is the message from the company. We, we need to speak with one voice, but you're not exhausted from this transaction. See if you can close this. Now I'm usually the closer, right? Mm -hmm. Get that done. But in this one, I'm, I'm really interested in the client here. I could care less. I, you know, I really, we don't need it. I'll just put it that way. But at the end of the day, they need it. And to give that the best chance of success, I took myself out of the equation. So that's sometimes what it means to, uh, you know, build that trust and to have the customer's interest first. Uh, the client's interest first, whoever you're transacting with, and, uh, and and be willing to have that service before self. And and that is hard. And you're right. Uh, in a, it's interesting you put it that way. A post-trust world, uh, <laughs> in such advantage of goodwill, and um, we've we've seen it from everything from politics to national security um, to uh, uh, certainly business. So. I think it's incumbent upon all professionals, regardless of what trade, sector, whether you're in academia, wherever you're at, it's time to rebuild trust. And uh, that starts with understanding that the, the trust is the basis for the entire Westphalian system, you know, that, that is the world's current order. And, uh, you know, there are people right now that are working on that trust to disrupt the world order. They want to see it replaced. They want to usurp it. They want to concentrate power into the hands of the few. And if we can continue to build trust with one another and understand that we are not each other's enemies, that um, you know, uh, we need to give each other the benefit of the doubt, and we need to, uh, you know, be long-suffering. Uh, this is this is a path that is really going to increase uh, benefit and advantage to all of us. Hmm. It, that might be 
this this is going to go down in selling from the heart history as probably one of the most in-depth responses ever to what's it mean to you to sell from the heart and it was so powerful thanks david yeah. and, and i want to just circle back as we as we kick the podcast off and get and pull this thing back even more is you said something that i think is really important and past podcast guests have talked about it as well i call it the smell factor you alluded to the smell factor as well it's it's our innate abilities that we have call it a sixth sense that's ingrained in all of us people smell insincerity real fast Conversely, they smell sincerity just as fast. And, and part of the equation, when we start talking about, you know, bringing authenticity and building trust, it's about bringing deep sincerity and deep business substance to the table. And it's quite often, it's not how we close things, though that's important. It's how we open it. And people smell that in that very first interaction, that very first conversation, they're going to size us all up and say, does David, does Daryl have the goods? Is this somebody that I can open up to and share my deep, dark secrets about my company with that he can possibly or she could possibly help with? I find one of the quickest ways to build that when you don't have a lot of time is to let people know what you're all about. Um, I heard it said this way recently. When you tell someone your why, it's like the Rosetta Stone to your mm -hmm. life. Think about how powerful that is. Mm -hmm. it's our ability, right? And um, the the way of putting that, I think, was succinct, true. Um, and let me tell you, to, to get vulnerable like that, a lot of times uh, it opens you up for, for ridicule. Um, it, it, you know, it make you feel insecure and, and vulnerable. Um, but uh, it, if you do and people use it the wrong way, what you can't do is allow that to make you cynical or uh, to throw up walls, right? Um, you just have to understand that, you know, we are imperfect people and, you know, people are gonna react in different ways to, to your story and to what and to your why. And, and sometimes they may not see eye to eye and that's okay. Um, you know, sometimes, uh, you know, getting to the no is just as beneficial as getting to the yes. Yeah, that's that's so powerful. And as you were sharing about trust and speed of negotiation and all of that, um, it just made me think of Stephen M. R. Covey's book, Business at the Speed of Trust, which is one of my all-time favorites. The title alone is, you know, it, it says it all. When there's no trust, things go slow mm -hmm. if they happen at all. When there's high trust, things go quickly. Um, when you think about building trust, especially in the beginning of a relationship or a conversation or a meeting, um, you've talked about sharing your why, um, your personal vision and values and all of that. What are some other strategies or, or ways that, that you've used to accelerate trust building? Uh, building your own credibility, I think, is very important. Um, mm -hmm. Let me give you an example. Um, when I was a, a, a you know active duty officer in the Air Force, um, I came upon some things that were so so profound and so disturbing that um, I kind of began to to dig at it and learn more about it and develop an expertise on it. And um, finally, we began to do you know what we call war gaming, which is just kind of situational uh, uh, analysis and tabletop exercises. And then we began to go into modeling and. And this kind of took on a life of its own and it built a, uh, an entire repository of data uh, and information behind it. 
And finally, after uh, really years of dedicating my life to it, um, I was in a position to uh, brief people, you know, high in leadership, high decision makers. And um, I'll never forget, I was actually in General Silva's office. He was a former uh, vice chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff. And um, I had finished briefing him. There was a room full of generals. I was a major at the time. And he had everybody leave. And, I, and he said, Dave, you stay behind. And um, so he, he, uh, he, he gave me some feedback and told me some things that were very interesting. Um, and he said, now I want you to ask me a question. What, what do you have for me? And I think I knew at that moment that he had trust for me for the views that I had brought, but I had taken my time, uh, you know, whether as a scholar, as a military professional, as a strategist, to really uh, bring credibly what it was I wanted to say. And um, so it can take years and years and years to build that and cer certainly moments to destroy it. Um, but, you know, there won't always be a happy ending, so to speak, on and, and happy receptivity and, and joyful, uh, you know, gladness at the end of the journey. It's just not the world we live in. So I would encourage everybody to be a realist and pragmatic. And again, guard yourself against cynicism because uh, each one of these journeys is unique and not, no two will go the same way. Um, so I, I don't know if I answered your question there, mm -hmm. but um, I, I hope that was at least useful insight. Yeah, I think, you know, Daryl, you know, this whole credibility factor and, and tying this into sales and there's there's so much gold that we've discussed so far is I think if we look at, you know, a sales profession and I, I, I love everything about sales. I know Daryl does as well, is when you start hearing things like authenticity and you start hearing things about being the real deal and being genuine and, and bringing credibility to the forefront. Quite frankly, those aren't the words that people are going to use when we associate that to the sales profession. Mm -hmm. So, you know, in peeling this back, what could we do? You know, coach us through, David, some of the things, you know, through your years that you've that you've uncovered that could help sales people bring this to the surface, especially in the very beginning. So that person goes. They're the real deal. Yeah. Well, Larry, and I, this is not an easy truth, but it's a real truth. So here it is. Work on you. Mm -hmm. Work on you. Amen. Work, <laughs> yeah. Work on getting you centered. This is not a customer problem, a client problem, a, you know, a, oftentimes not even a process problem. It's not three, two, one steps. Uh, the people I hire in my company to do business development, they're people that are mature emotionally, uh, you know, they, they have the scars of life and, and, and certainly reality, but they're the, the person that is able to walk into a room and immediately people trust them because, um, you know, when they open their mouth, uh, they're speaking in a genuine way and uh, in, a, in a way that is not trying to always get something. Mm -hmm. um, I'll tell you, if you can come in with that attitude where I'm, I'm, I'm trying to serve you, how can I serve you today? Um, that is uh, that is life changing. I want to share uh, something that happened. Uh, it was uh, early 2001. Uh, I was in uh, uh, a little community on the Lake of the Ozarks 
and uh, I was in college and still, you know, putting myself through school. Um, and I was uh, selling my dad's art. Uh, he, he was a, a presidential artist. And um, I remember I was in a judge's chamber at a, at a county courthouse. And I spread out all this art in his office. And, uh, you know, I'd been uh, showing the art through the summer, paying tuition and all that, getting ready for the next semester. And um, he, he said something to me that really stuck with me. And, uh, and this is what you're going to find begins to be true. If people find that you've got your, uh, you know, got yourself squared away and you're ironed out. You ready? Here it is. He said, Dave, today I'm going to buy some art. I'm going to buy a lot of art. And, uh, you know, I had 15 or 20, you know, drawings set around his office on furniture and on his desk. But he said, but I want you to know that I'm really making the investment in you. Mm you're going to do things that are important and you're going to change things. And I want you to know that that's the real investment here. And, um, you know, I, I, I think about that a lot. That was a pivotal moment for me when I went back across the totality of transactions that I had done throughout my young life mm -hmm. and went up and realized that thousands of people that invest in, in those who are in business, um, and give them a chance, not because, uh, there's something in it for them because guess what? They're investing in you. Mm -hmm. uh, how many times have you, you know, been to a car dealership and every time I go, I'm like, Hey, give me your youngest, most inexperienced. Not so I can take it, <laughs> no, but so that we can invest in him, give him the opportunity and let him understand wow. you know, the transaction can go and let him learn from it. And uh, so, you know, mm. person that is worth investing in, you will find that, that doors and opportunities uh, open and that your talents make room for you. You just connected the dots <laughs> for me, David, on something uh, that I don't think we've ever said on Selling from the Heart before. But this is uh, I'm going to get Jim Collins for just a second. I mean, Jim Collins, the great leadership um, and management expert, would say hire, you know, think about when you're hiring somebody for your company, look at the person first, not the competency, build the team with the right people, and then your company will do well. And I think it's really interesting if you think about a buying situation as well. Um, you know, and, and the story about the the art and, and that is, you know, there, there was somebody going, I'm going to invest in the right people, because I know, you know, I can buy this widget from a dozen different companies. But if I can buy it from David or buy it from Larry, I'm not just going to get the widget. I'm going to get Larry or David or insert your name here. And it really, you know, now the mirror is up in front of us going, what type of value are we adding? Um, whether so, it's business, personal encouragement, et cetera. It's, it's truly reciprocal. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like this unstoppable circle between you and the person that is transacting. And if that circle ever stops, um, you know, look, look for uh, difficulty there, right? Yeah. Uh, but, it, you know, what I found, and I think Larry started out by saying, how do you build that trust? Um, you know, actually, I find that there's a time component to this. I don't know why that is. I don't know if it's uh, our human nature. I don't know if it's, you know, just the, the nature of business and, and the way our calendar works. I, I, I don't know. 
But I can tell you what I have found is that the optimum business relationship begins to really bloom at around month 18. Um, not sure why, but it's as if you're kind of through um, the hots and colds. You've, you're, you, you finally start to level out and hit steady state there. And now you can really get work done. Now, what's interesting is in some fields, um, like if you're, uh, uh, I imagine selling cars or uh, something like that, man, you don't have time for that. You've got to accelerate that process. So you have to be that much more effective. So, um, you know, for those who are listening to this on the treadmill, we need to be saying this at one point. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Oh. It is, uh, it's such that the topic we're talking about today is so it, it is right at the core of selling from the heart. And this this conversation has been incredibly valuable. David, I I just want to say a huge thank you to you, uh, not only for your service and your dedication, the work you've done for our country um, and also just the investment you've made in us today. It's incredible. Um, you're a true inspiration. And I, I am so grateful uh, you've made an investment here in us at Selling from the Heart. It's amazing. Well, that's, it goes both ways, uh, Daryl and Larry. Thank you both for uh, uh, your willingness to listen um, and, and to be uh, open to, to new ideas. Uh, truly entrepreneurship, right, is innovation and thought. Mm -hmm. And it opens up all life uh areas for disruption right you, you stay in your comfort zone that's fine but if you really want to advance uh you're going to be uh, looking behind all the doors and turning all the knobs that you can turn and uh you know i think really the conversation you're having is about growth right how do we as people um become more effective at what we do how do we advance the interests of one another as people that's the baseline upon which society is built and then by doing that, we advance our, our, our wider interests as a nation and our, our you know, our, our international community uh, and our allies. And so really, I think it's uh, very exciting for me having transitioned from, uh, you know, national security and uh, diplomacy in that arena into the business world. Again, you know, again, was there before college. But at the end of the day, those who work to keep our economy healthy and to keep things running, um, they're truly on the front lines of, uh, uh, you know, nation building and democracy, you know, and that is the most powerful office one can hold is general public. And remember, our leaders serve us. And um, so we have to make sure that the right people find their way to represent us. So. I think all of this has great application across field, not just in, in, in sales, but all transactions for, at every level. And, and oh, man, and, and this is why sales is such a noble profession. Just to play off of what you said before we wrap up is when we don't sell things, money fails to move through the economy at the rate that it's used to. And, and I want us to think about that is how are we selling things? How are we presenting ourselves? How are we opening up conversations? How are we building trust? Mm. It all starts with doing the inner work. And it's so interesting, Daryl, as some of our recent guests on the Selling from the Heart podcast have just alluded to, it's the inner work that feels that outer success that we're going to have in sales. It's just some people realize it later on in life. Some people realize it sooner than others. I'll leave you with a parting thought as well. And that is that, um, you know, we, we have to be aware of our comfort. 
we have to be aware of uh, the fact that we are a prosperous country and that we are doing well. And that um, that means that those who uh, are not doing as well and those who do, do not share our values and, and our love for, for country and nation, uh, they, they oftentimes want to come and take away what we have and to destroy it. And we are in true uh, competition worldwide right now. Uh, with two ideological systems, and, and one is a market-driven economy with private ownership, and, and that is represented by democracy, and one is a command-driven economy where everything is owned by the state and, um, and, and managed and commanded by the state, a command economy, and, and that is a, you know, a, a model uh, of, of socialism. And as this comes more into play, as time goes forward, I can't emphasize enough that you know, in nations where they are used to working uh, jobs that are from 9 a.m. to 9 p.m., six days a week, the productivity there is extraordinary. And the true power of a nation comes down to its economic power. And so remember that no matter where you are at in the economic sector, you're part of the engine that is driving the United States of America as a beacon of hope for the world, that last bastion of freedom, if you will. And um, so like it or not, all of you are on the front line, no matter where you're at within the economic sector. Mm -hmm. And I applaud you for that. And I, and I would just encourage you all to um, pull hard and pull fast and work hard because even though we're doing well, um, you know, we're in a race here and the, the, the nation who comes out economically on top will call the shots in the future. They will be very influential in how world trade unfolds uh, how commerce unfolds uh, in, a, in a variety of things, including national security. So those are interesting thoughts to connect to your everyday life. And um, it, it is not unimportant what you're doing. I don't care if you're selling cell phones or, uh, you know, negotiating trade agreements. Uh, all of it is important. And we need to keep uh, uh, the interests of those who we're serving at the foremost of what we're doing. Oh, yes. wow. Yes. Oh. <laughs> yes. David, thank you so much. It is, uh, it's been an honor talking with you today. And, and once again, thanks for all uh, that you're doing and, and for the inspiration that you are. Thank you, gentlemen. I appreciate it. I'm, no, I'm so opportunity. I look forward to uh, talking with you again soon. Awesome. We definitely have to have round two. So thank you, David. <laughs> I will look forward to it. Larry. Oh, oh wow. my gosh. I uh, just, so much gold in this conversation. This is uh, this is a rewinder to go back and and really mine the gold from. And you know what he what David was talking about at the end is one of the best expressions of the power, importance, um, the vital nature of what we're doing as sales reps. And you know if you if you take that full circle and you connect both your personal why with you know the the bigger picture, if you will. Now we're able to look at this and go, okay, let's go get it. <laughs> let's go. Let's let, you know, let's move this thing forward. It's about more than you. And, um, this is, uh, this is one of the most inspirational concepts I think we've ever had here on the show today. What a, what a conversation. You know, I, I, I totally agree. I could, I could listen to to David for hours and not say a word. I mean, it's just a wealth of information, but we always like to leave, you know, Daryl, you know, we always like to leave people with a thought or a challenge. And, and I, I wanted everyone to go to rewind the podcast and rewind it and rewind it again and, and really peel back what we were saying. And here, here's would be a challenge. It's it, it might be difficult, 
but I think you're going to get to the heart of things is I'd like for you to simply ask your customers, mm. how do you know, right? How do you know when you're dealing with the real deal, when you're mm -hmm. dealing with a salesperson who's genuine, who you believe is trustworthy? How do you know it? When do you sense it? What, what gets brought to the table? And just listen. Just listen to the gold that you're going to receive back and take that to heart and then take that back out to the marketplace. Fantastic. All right. So Larry's thrown down the gauntlet. Uh, Larry, what an incredible conversation today on Selling from the Heart. To everybody who is new, we're glad you're here. Thank you for leaving a review for this show on the platform on which you listen, whether it's iTunes or YouTube or Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever fine podcasts are sold. Thank you for leaving <laughs> a review. It helps us spread the word. Another huge shout out again to our friends at BombBomb. And until next week, keep being genuine, keep being authentic, keep adding real value. Go talk to your clients about trust. And most of all, self Thanks for listening to the Selling from the Heart podcast on the SalesCast Network. If you enjoyed the show, make sure to hit the subscribe button so you don't miss an episode. We appreciate your encouraging reviews as it helps us spread the word. As always, we would love to connect with you. So look for us on LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, and your favorite podcast platform. This podcast is produced by our friends at SalesCast. Learn more at www.salescast.co. We look forward to seeing you next time.